Well, today we begin our countdown to Christmas, the birth of Jesus. But before you can have a birth, there has to be pregnancy. And in our first Bible reading, Mary is told by an angel that she will get pregnant and give birth to the Messiah. It's called the Annunciation, the Announcement, and it comes from the first chapter of Luke. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went and said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and we called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. For Mary, this announcement leads to one pressing question. How can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel gives her her answer. This child will come from the Holy Spirit, a miraculous gift from God. Now, surprisingly, this is the only question that she asks. And perhaps that was good enough for her. If this was of God, that's all she needed to know, because she says, I am the Lord's servant, May your word to me be fulfilled. Mary just had one question, but I don't know about you, but I have a lot more questions about the birth of Jesus. I mean, everything we know about Christmas is reported in just a couple of pages in Matthew and Luke. And I have so many more questions that I'd like to know. Like, what exactly was that star in Bethlehem? Was it a star star? Was it a supernova? Was it a comet? I mean, planetariums have, for decades, given programs speculating on the star of Bethlehem. I've got questions. Or maybe we question why we celebrate on December 25th, when in the Bible it never gives us a date. So why the 25th? You know, I thought I knew the answer to that until I, I read an article this past week, uh, and it offered a new wrinkle on that. So what pressing questions do you have about Christmas? Because this Advent, we are going to look at some of these questions, and we'll try to get some answers. And today we're going to start out with the question that I know is on everybody's mind. Is Jesus a white elephant? 
Okay, I, I know I'm the only one who's thinking that question. But bear with me. Hang in there. Because the question, the answer to that question may actually change the way you celebrate Christmas this year. Is Jesus a white elephant? Now, you've probably heard of that phrase in relation to a, a Christmas gift exchange. But the phrase actually has its origin in a different kind of gift exchange, one that's more closely connected to the birth of the Buddha than to the birth of Jesus. Now, this is probably the first and the last time you'll hear a story about Buddha told in an Advent sermon. But bear with me. In Thailand and in other Southeast Asian countries, white elephants or albino elephants are considered holy, sacred animals. Because the legend goes that, that when Buddha's mom, Queen Maya, conceived, she had a dream that night that a white elephant from heaven came down and entered into her side and into her womb. And from then on, this white elephant connection to the birth of the Buddha led to white elephants being looked at as sacred, holy animals, animals that, that brought great luck and also animals connected with the monarchy, a sign of their power. And still today, the leaders in Thailand keep white elephants as symbols of their power. Now, as priceless holy animals, they are pampered and cared for and can never be used for ordinary work like many of the elephants are. So, so where does the gift exchange part come in? Well, in the past, when the king of Siam, Siam is what Thailand used to be called, when the, the king of Siam didn't like someone in his court, he would give them a white elephant. Now, such a priceless gift was the highest honor and couldn't be refused. But the pampered care and feeding of a white elephant that could never be used for any work would burden the poor person who received it in such a way that it could even lead to their bankruptcy, trying to care for that white elephant. And so it was the ultimate passive-aggressive act. It was more of, a, more of a punishment than a real gift. Now, those kings of Siam could really teach us, Minnesota, something about being passive-aggressive. And is that how you look at Jesus? Yes, he's a priceless holy gift from God, but you also see him as a burden to you. On Christmas, will you be a little annoyed that the worship of Jesus is going to interfere with your party plans? Does his teaching about caring for the poor and the left out cause you to, to feel a little uncomfortable every time you walk by a Salvation Army bell ringer? Does bearing his name make things uncomfortable for you at work? Where people make fun of those church people. Does Jesus cause you hard choices or hard feelings? Is Jesus the great wet blanket on Santa's Christmas party for you? 
I know we wouldn't want to admit it, but are you resentful of how having Jesus interferes with what you want to do in your life? Just ask any eight-year-old how they feel about Jesus when they're told that they can't open any presents until after church on Christmas. See if they're resentful or not. Is Jesus a big white elephant burden to you? You know, if anyone could look at the birth of Jesus as a burden, you'd think it'd be Mary. You've probably heard that, that Mary is perhaps very young when she had Jesus. Maybe closer to being a tween than to 18. And some people have looked at that and said, how terrible to be given a baby so young. And not just any baby, a baby that came with such responsibilities. What was God thinking? How could he saddle Mary with such a burden? How could God do such a cruel thing? What did she do wrong to deserve such punishment? You know, but that's not how Mary looked at it. She didn't see Jesus as some punishment from God, a white elephant gift that would ruin her. No, for Mary, to carry Jesus, as scary as it was, was the greatest thing that ever happened to her. Note how the angel's greeting says, Greetings to you who are highly favored, not highly cursed like a real white elephant gift. Mary, you have found favor with God. That's what the angel tells her. And we think, ah, yeah, but once the news sinks in, maybe she wouldn't look at it as such good news. You know, a couple of our students received one of those uh, babies in, in uh, class, those electronic babies. And they had them here th this week, even at the Thursday service. And when they knew they were getting them, uh, one of them, Tegan, she was, she was so excited that she was going to get this baby. But then she started thinking about what that would mean for her. Because these electronic babies cry like a real baby. And they have to be held and rocked and fed like a real baby. They can't be left in a car where you go hang out with your friends like a real baby. And unlike a real baby... They have little sensors so that school knows every time you didn't do something right. <laughs> Tegan was so excited to have that, that baby. But then when she began to think through all the ways that it would, she would have to adjust her life for the sake of that baby, well, it no longer seemed quite so fun. More like a white elephant. Now, did Mary feel this way about Jesus? Even though she was told she was blessed, she was favored from God, well, it doesn't appear that way. Because if we read further into the first chapter of Luke, we come across something that is known as the Magnificat, or Mary's song. She's talking to her cousin Elizabeth, who is also pregnant, got pregnant a little before her. And Mary says this, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. 
His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Jesus wasn't a white elephant burden to Mary. Is he a white elephant to you? Now, of course, today when we think about white elephant gift exchanges, we aren't thinking about kings and Siam and passive-aggressive real elephants. We're thinking more of those gift exchanges that we do for a laugh. Uh, Although sometimes there's a little passive-aggressiveness in there, uh, I still can't forgive the person who stuck me with an old weightlifting bench. <laughs> now, now, everybody knows that when you go to a, to a white elephant gift exchange, in order to avoid being saddled with some big piece of junk, you choose the smallest package, right? And this person had taken a, a picture, a little picture of that weight bench, and put it in the package and left the weight bench outside. Now, now, another nice thing about choosing a small gift at a white elephant gift exchange is that it's easier to forget it at your host house and leave it behind so you don't have to take any piece of junk home. But I was saddled with this weight bench. Well, enough of that. We, you know how the gift exchanges work. Everybody brings a wrapped gift of something that they have that they don't want anymore. Something they want to get rid of, like somebody would want to get rid of of an albino elephant. And everybody goes around, they get their turn of choosing one of those unwrapped gifts, or they can steal a gift that's already been unwrapped that someone else has. That's how how it works. And, And... after many years of, of shopping for presents that we didn't really need, uh, Tammy's family decided that we would instead do a white elephant gift exchange just like that. And there at the, at the gift exchange, there were some presents that would show up year after year, like the briefcase that was made from a pair of men's briefs with the handle at the top and the leg sewn shut. These came back year after year. You can see why people did not want to keep them. We also had this hideous set of Santa Claus cheese spreaders that came back year after year until my son brought a, a co-worker from Cameroon to our Christmas gathering And he stole those babies so fast you would think they were made out of gold. And we were glad that we'd never have to see them again. Now, even even if you do have to go home with a briefcase or a weight bench or, or a set of cheese spreaders, a white elephant gift today is more of a joke than a passive aggressive punishment. So, is that the kind of white elephant? that Jesus is to you. 
a seasonal excuse for a little fun. Just something like the briefcase that will be forgotten soon after December 25th and not brought out again until the next Christmas. Every year at this time, Jesus makes an appearance and the whole country appears to welcome him. There are Christmas trees everywhere and Christmas lights and Christmas TV specials. And people attend Christmas concerts who wouldn't be caught dead listening to Christian music in January. We, the whole country will sing carols in December, but forget about who he is in July. You know, even here at Resurrection, we will have more people who come to worship on Christmas than at any other time of the year. In just a month's time, this place will be filled with people to worship Jesus. And then we'll go into the new year and we'll have one of the lowest attendance of the whole year. So what about us? Is Jesus that kind of white elephant for you? A mildly amusing party gift in December, good for a few laughs, but no more important than a set of Santa Claus cheese spreaders? I hope not. But it's worth thinking about. Because it may not be our, our intention, but sometimes unconsciously, we look at Jesus as, as a seasonal savior. And then he's not really that kind of white elephant, is he? He is not just a, a little party gift for December. But he's also not a passive-aggressive, really a punishment, not a gift kind of white elephant either. He's neither of those. He is a real white elephant a holy, priceless gift from heaven. Emmanuel, God with us. And that's worthy of celebrating all year long. So if we need a little attitude adjustment this year, well then, something to, to pull us out of seeing Christmas as a burden or just a little joke, then may God speak directly to us this year. Just like he did to Joseph. So our eyes and our hearts are opened to the truth of this wonderful gift. You know, Joseph could have been so resentful of the birth of Jesus or considered it a joke. What, are you kidding me? Mary, of course, got the angel telling her ahead of time what's going on. But Joseph, well, he finds out and he thinks, that this is no gift at all. It wasn't even a white elephant gift for him. It was just a big, stinking pile of elephant dew. I mean, his life was ruined. His fiancée had cheated. His marriage wouldn't happen. Remember, he didn't get the news till a little later. But just as he was thinking that the birth of Jesus was the worst gift he would ever receive, God speaks to him in a dream. And he learns how truly blessed he is. This is from the first chapter of Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. 
Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So is Jesus a white elephant? Well, I guess that's not really the question, is it? The question is, what kind of white elephant is Jesus to you this year? Will you look at Jesus as a burden on your life? God's passive-aggressive gift? Will you look at at him as just a a party game gift? A -a once-a-year chance to have a little fun but forgotten the rest of the year? Well, you look at Jesus as the best gift ever. A priceless, holy gift from heaven. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, your Savior. What will it be for you this year? It's a question to think about. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, sometimes we get wrapped up in, in the gift wrapping, in the exchange of, of gifts, and forget to think about what a gift you are. So often we're more focused on ourselves or, or maybe someone around us. this year may be a little different. May we truly look to you and not just for this season of Advent or Christmas, but may we celebrate you each day of the year for what could be better than Emmanuel, God with us, our Savior, you, Jesus. Thank you.